Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is accountability. Now, before we get going, uh, let's set the stage for this. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we just had a very pleasant chat before turning on the mics, didn't we, Greg? It was a very pleasant chat. Yes, it was. And Greg gave me a great gift, and that's a recommend on what to watch in one of the streaming services, because quite frankly, I'm done the internet. It is always good. You know, it's that that's one of the things that we've learned is that there's uh, so many people watching so many different streaming services. There's lots of recommendations, but even then we're running out. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a bunch of different cohorts and we all share titles and uh, there has not been a lot of conversation lately because people are running out of things that they're willing to watch. So the recommendation today is Mayor at Easttown or in Easttown. Very good one. Sorry, you gave me mayor of Easttown. Has it uh, changed probably, now? probably that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks right. for the recommendation, Greg. I'll be on the internet for hours. Well, <laughs> this is it. Like, I don't know about you, Greg, but I have no idea how many streaming services we're watching right now. Uh, some are on my wife's phone. Some are on mine. Some are on the, you know, the TV. I have no idea how much we're paying for. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have our regular cable, and then we realize that when we add everything up, we have $400 worth of separate streaming services, but it's worth it. It is. It's what's keeping us all sane. So, uh, you know, those of you out there, if you're struggling with things to watch, uh, get into a cohort, share them with some friends. Uh, uh, I've got a couple of these groups going, and it has saved my life over the last 18 months or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess we should probably continue. <laughs> Greg and I have been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to always start at the perspective of the employee. And we're going to discuss how we have observed other people who have successfully managed these situations and who have been uh, mentors to us and just been just shining examples on how to deal with some of this stuff. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today? As always, I'm confident we'll have a good discussion. So today, the word is accountability. So throughout this podcast, a series of key words keep coming out. Sometimes we didn't plan for it, but it just happened. Words like listening, value, safe, brave, trust, openness, context, intention, impact, and now accountability. Of course, there's always another story about this. Throughout this podcast, we have uh, talked about a lot of topics, ideas, and of course, words. Some of these ideas and words come up quite often. One word and idea that came out of one of our interview sessions recently and has come up occasionally from time to time is accountability. I don't know if this is another of Greg's favorite words, but I think this discussion will be good. Yeah, you know, it's not uh, it's not necessarily a, a favorite word. It's not like intention or impact. Now, those those baby are favorite. Those are my good ones. But very high up on the list. Very high up yeah, on the list. Exactly. But accountability is such a, an important one, and I think uh, through COVID, it has been risen to the top of the list because uh, when people are working remotely, this idea of accountability has created uh, much more of a buzz and and requires much more clarity. So I'm glad we're actually talking about it today. It's an important, uh, it's important word to define and to figure out how to do it well. 
So in your interaction with your boss, you experience some or all of the following. Your boss uses accountability like a weapon, just hammering away at you. They use it more subtly and keep you on a tight leash of check-ins and written reports. You feel stifled. Your boss never does takeaways after your meetings. Your boss never asks any questions or requests updates on anything that you're doing. You never know if you're on track because of the silence. You know you need some accountability, but there is nothing. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know what, it's amazing. As you read that list, it's the full spectrum from too much, too little, not enough, um, how you use it, how you don't use it, it's all over the place. And so, I, you know, in general, I think accountability is such an important factor, uh, but it's how you use the word and how you use the intention of what accountability is. And uh, accountability, if that is defined as, as um, making sure people are clear on what they need to do, what success looks like, and then supporting them and holding them, quote, accountable to it, then that's a beautiful thing. And us committing to accountability to each other, that's a beautiful thing. But when it's misused, just like any of these things, um, or used incorrectly or inappropriately, it creates uh, distrust, confusion, frustration, um, a sense of lack of trust, like you talked about in one of your uh, statements there. I mean, it can go all over the board. So again, I think it's so important to get a definition of what accountability actually is and how we're gonna show up for each other. Yeah, I really like this topic. When we started talking about it and then we did a little bit of development on it, I've seen both extremes. You know, I've been the person getting just hammered at and you're sitting there wondering like, what's going on? I like, I kind of know what I'm doing. Like there's check-ins, but this is ridiculous. But I've also been on the other extreme where I'm craving accountability. Like, am I on the right track here? Are they happy with what we're doing here? Like, like, hello, hello, you know, no meetings, don't show up for meetings, that type of thing. So I've been on both extremes. And I think as a manager, I've, I've probably been to a certain extent on both sides of this equation as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would agree. So what are some common sense things as managers to help deal with this situation? And the first one, and I think you kind of intimated that this was going to come up, ask yourself what accountability means to you. Mm, I think this is a good one. Uh, you know, I, and in fact, this word accountability is on many, 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 many value statements. Uh, um, but it's often unclear how I've seen it to be very powerful is to your point when you define it as an organization even and then have a dialogue around what it personally means to me. I think those are so powerful because then there's clarity around what exactly and when do you need it and when you don't need it. Uh, because I think even in your example of where you desired it, you didn't get it. And when you didn't need it, you got it. Uh, and uh, both of those aren't good. I really do think accountability, sometimes we could just substitute the word relationship. And uh, even before we came on the air, you have another podcast, which I've helped do some production on it. And I do some post-production for you. And you had sent me one of the new episodes. And uh, so you and I had a conversation during our kind of little business meeting, as we call it. And, uh, you know, Greg, I got that. That's great. Uh, when do you need it by? 
Oh, I've already got two in the can, so not right away. Okay, so we discuss kind of uh, 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 when you, an expectation when you would want it. And we had a conversation back and forth what each other was doing. It's a relationship. So now I know uh, what I'm accountable for. And you know when to expect it. And we appreciate each other's position in terms of time and commitment. And so sometimes I think it's as simple as just swapping out the word accountability for a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And combine the relationship with clarity. Let, let's have clarity between us of what's expected, when it's expected, and how it should look. If you have those things answered up front together, um, then accountability becomes self-managed often. Yeah, I like that self-managed. That's cool. And ask yourself the question, do you hammer away at people or bring people along using healthy feedback and mentoring? Like, what do you do? Like, look back in time, maybe talk to some people, uh, you know, ask for some improvement uh, advice and stuff like that. Take a course. But, you know, how do you operate? Do you hammer people? And if you did, was it, you know, kind of one of those situations where you have to be a little bit more firm? Or do you feel comfortable using that healthy feedback and kind of mentoring approach to things? Well, we've talked before about situational leadership that uh, depending on where a person is in their career, in, the, in their time, their working uh, state, they may be in a couple of different buckets. And therefore, you may need different things for different situations. What we do know is that especially in the new hybrid and virtual environment, the manager's role is changing. It is no longer the police, the you know, the accountability sergeant to hold people accountable with regards, it is expectations, it's coaching, it's, it, it's, it's shifted completely. So even the word accountability and how you, how you uh, hold people accountable is to your point, often more about healthy feedback, clarity of objectives, really being aware of how each of your people are doing and what do they need in this moment, it becomes a different piece. It's still accountable, but it's a different expression of it. That being said, there may be uh, uh, a situation within the workplace that is dangerous or somebody is acting so inappropriately that you need to act quickly and deal with it. But I like this, this situational thing, like those are, those aren't the norm, right? Those are the exceptions. But I really like the idea that uh, we look at this situationally and, I think, you know, you look at the kind of the, the whole thing and you kind of look at how you handle situations. I think kind of a little journey in self-evaluation uh, uh, is probably good for everybody's soul every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, under, when we get stressed, we, we slip into bad old behaviors. Um, or if there's something that we value really hard and, uh, and, and others don't, we need to check ourselves to make sure is it needed in this moment? Because if I if there's something that crosses over on my style, my value, and that type of thing, and uh, um, I just got to make sure that I don't hammer something that that doesn't need hammering. Exactly, and there, there's this question uh, we've been asking a lot of these types of questions in a lot of the uh, podcasts recently. What do you want the workplace to look like? Do you want everybody scared of you? Uh, or do you want a healthy relationship where even if people make a mistake or fail at something, they're going to come up and talk to you about it? Yeah. And you know what? You can't, you can't create and force accountability. You can in the short term, uh, but it's, 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 it is a short term thing. You want long-term self-accountability. We, you know, many, many, uh, I was just listening to Simon Sinek and he said that, you know, values need to be verbs. 
So even this accountability, we are accountable. You know, it's about how do you and and how do you through your coaching, through the clarity of goal setting, do you help someone internalize accountability? That's the way to to take accountability to the next level. Because if someone doesn't internalize it and take it on themselves, yeah, you can nag away, but that's not uh, that's not sustainable accountability. Yeah, and feeding into that, are you providing healthy feedback and realistic goals on performance? So when we talk about accountability and we're, you know, we're talking to a subordinate and, and we have an idea what we want them to do, it has to be reasonable, realistic, but we also have to provide feedback, really good feedback so people can actually attain those goals or at least make a really good effort to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do that, you create that kind of environment that you talked about, that relationship building environment where uh, if it, there is a healthy feedback and dialogue, then when someone is challenged and struggling or unclear about what they're accountable for, they're going to come to you early. And what a better way versus we've all been in those situations where we have been unclear about our accountability and maybe afraid to declare. We don't want to be seen as not being uh, delivering on our processes or not being a hard worker or not knowing stuff. And oh my goodness, that just ends up in messy, messy, messy stuff. Well, the next step, you know, when someone lets you know there's a problem developing, mm. be thankful as a manager, jump into it in a healthy way to deal with it and be proactive. Like if somebody comes up to you and says, listen, I'm having a problem. I think we're in trouble here. Be thankful that they've come up and told you that there's a problem probably earlier than you're going to find out anyway. And just, okay, let's deal with it in a healthy way. What's going on? What do you need? What, you know, do we need to say sorry to somebody? Do you need to pull something back? Like what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, hey, hey, do I own this or do you own this? Or, uh, you know, here, here's the situation I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm thinking about. What do you think? But that, that models accountability. But it's almost like you just have to create the space of which people take on that accountability versus you pushing it. And are you doing your work? Like, are you doing what you're responsible for in this process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, accountability starts with yourself exactly again providing the clarity and then meeting your expectations and uh, and the things that you said you're going to do and are you ghosting people and not entering into a healthy work relationship not using accountability doesn't make you a good person and i think we've probably both seen this uh greg when uh people are a boss is trying to be liked by everybody and is not holding people to account or they just couldn't be bothered with this stuff and they're not saying anything to anybody. And, and this does happen out in the workplace. Oh, it does. And you know, what often happens is the best people leave you because they're frustrated because usually when you don't hold somebody accountability, someone has to pick up uh, what those folks didn't. And usually it's your good people. Usually it's the people who will take on other responsibilities, but sooner or later they just get tired. Um, you know, there's um, I think it's Netflix in that new book I was talking about that they talk about the, the power of, of one underperformer, you know, into an organization. And it's not good for them because we've also talked about situations where we've had to uh, exit someone from an organization 25 years after they haven't been held accountable for 25 years and then they're stuck. Uh, so really it behooves you to be clear, hold people accountable to what the expectations are, support them if they're, if they're, not, if they're not making it, but um, uh, it's so important. And when you uh, ghost or, or are afraid to step into those crunchy situations, it hurts everybody, including the person who you're not uh, bringing that truth forward to. 
Yeah, this came uh, pretty apparent to me when I was in uh, the police, when I worked in professional standards. And uh, having been uh, volunteer, voluntold, I don't know what happened, how I got in there, but uh, uh, I certainly didn't go out and apply. But uh, one of the things I found was, uh, you know, what are people going to think when we take corrective action, when we uh, deal with at the low level people making mistakes or at the high level people intentionally doing things that are very harmful to them, other people in the organization. And I was always surprised that although, you know, there was a certain amount of concern about professional standards, when we dealt with especially a very nasty situation, the, the, the other members of the service um, expected things, to be, business to be taken care of. They expected uh, people to deal with problems and hold people accountable. And I was very surprised by the reaction sometimes when we had to deal with uh, some kind of nasty circumstances, how much people crave for there to be order and for people to be held accountable. And it makes people uncomfortable when situations aren't dealt with. So, the, and it became very obvious when we dealt with a number of very serious incidents that people, okay, thank you. That's what we were getting, you know, sometimes by silence, sometimes anyways, but people really do expect managers to deal with issues, deal with people, whatever it is, they want them to do it fairly. But when it's not done, it causes a lack of confidence. Yeah. And you know, when, it, and not only does it cause lack of confidence, it can also destroy organizations. You think of the worst organizations that completely spun out of control and usually behind that, there is a lack of consistency, a lack of accountability against the values or, 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 uh, or kind of guiding principles of the organization. Sooner or later, it unravels. Exactly. And I, th I think in uh, a bunch of case studies of various police services uh, that have struggled in the past, uh, some of the studies and some of the presentations I've heard, uh, you know, lack of supervision, lack of management, was one of the keystones to why the problems existed in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as employees, uh, there are a couple things we can do to assist. And the first one is just to realize that accountability is a healthy part of a relationship. I agree, 100%. And getting good, healthy feedback helps get the job done and assists in your development. Sometimes it's hard to take, but especially if it's given with the intention to help you and to bring you along, it's very, very healthy. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not getting it, be proactive, take the lead. And like you talked about, if, if you don't know what, uh, if you're having a lack of clarity around expectations or whose role it is or what your uh, accountabilities are with regard to ask, um, don't be afraid. And listen to the feedback, even when it maybe isn't shared the best way. Some bosses suck at this, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean that the message isn't important to hear sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's so hard too, uh, you know, because you have those bosses. I've had the bosses who are screamers. And uh, um, so either, either I'm angry or I'm in shell shock um, and it's hard to listen to any feedback from them. But there's gifts in every moment, even in those moments. And the gift may be, how am I going to act when I'm a manager? Not like that, but it, there are a number of different things. So um, how, do you, um, how do you learn from it? You know? um, but also, I would say, hold people accountable. If they are screamers, 
that's not acceptable. Your behaviors and your, your values in your organization should be able to manage that. And, and uh, so do something about it. And if there are problems with what you're doing, jump in front of it and let your boss know. Bosses hate hearing when it's too late. Be proactive. That is actually being accountable. Being accountable sometimes means that you approach the boss and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to hit that deadline. This is what's going on. I want you to know up front that we're experiencing some difficulties. And I just want to bring you up to speed about what's going on. Accountable means sometimes it, it isn't the boss holding you accountable. It's you holding yourself accountable and going and say, listen, we're having some problems. Or maybe I made a mistake or whatever it is. You know, be proactive because the worst thing as a manager, and both of you and I have been managers for a long time, like when it's too late, you tell me, well, why didn't you tell me earlier on? You know, like I could have got you the support. I could have gotten you the technology, whatever it is. It, it's just, it's bad when it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Give the, uh, the sooner, the better, and the more contacts, co- contacts, the better so that I can explain to whoever I need to explain to. And if you aren't getting any accountability from your boss, step up, create a space and make sure you let them know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what, if they're, if they're not a person who's going to be asking you make sure what are the most important things that they need to be aware of um, uh, upward manage for sure. It's a great idea. And I found myself in this position uh, quite often. Sometimes people are just busy. Sometimes, you know, being a manager really isn't their thing, whatever it is. Maybe they're not uh, comfortable with whatever your subject matter expertise is. I don't know, but I've always uh, create, created a space by, uh, you know, dropping by their desk and saying, hey, listen, just to let you know, uh, this is what we're doing and, uh, you know, things are going well. And then if they don't ask any questions, go off and, and put it on them to ask questions. But you've come up and said, hey, listen, this is where we're at. I sometimes send a, a quick email just to let somebody know. And, uh, you know, if they can't remember the last time we talked about it or they need some context, then, you know, I keep uh, the door open. They can come and ask me or, or send me an email or leave a voicemail or something like that. I think you need to create your own space sometimes. I, I don't know about you, Greg. I don't like to be micromanaged, but I certainly do like to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Actually, and I need, I need that uh, uh, often. I, I need deadlines. Uh, so I know. And sometimes I need reminders. Uh, to, to get the, now, it doesn't mean that I don't get grumpy when those reminders come through, because sometimes I do. But but uh, it does uh, it does help me, and I need it, and and I quickly recognize I need it. Yeah, I, I to me, I think it creates a confidence that they know what you're doing, and they have confidence in you. It really is about a relationship, right? I, I really like the idea that you know you can substitute accountability with relationship to a certain extent. And to me, it, it just creates confidence when you know that they're up to date, that they're okay with what's going on, they're okay with what you're doing. It, it really is helpful in carrying out your duties and in your development as a, as a person, whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the next one in quite a few different podcasts and you know, taking into consideration how you can best communicate with your boss. Are they a morning person, afternoon person? And how is it important to them? And sometimes you just have to get to know your boss and figure out what's the best way to talk to this dude. And uh, that's, that's what you got to figure out. And that way, anything you do communicate with them, it's going to be uh, more readily um, accepted. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's in all, almost all the last five or six podcasts, we've talked about the importance of knowing, understanding each other, 
understanding what each other's needs because we think differently, uh, we work differently, our work styles require us different types of information. So knowing that is going to clear up all those missteps through miscommunication and misunderstanding. And assist your fellow workers in their roles as hopefully they do the same as well. Uh, I think a big part of accountability is, you know, when you're working away, maybe you are working with a couple other people, maybe you're working on slightly different uh, channels, but, you know, talking about what you do and sharing it and maybe helping other people and they help you while you're doing some stuff is a great way for accountability because, uh, you know, you and I are equals in this and there's times when we talk about whatever, and it's just a great way to figure out how to do something better. And if you're just sitting there by yourself, and you're not talking to anybody else, and you're not letting people maybe help you out occasionally on some of the tasks that you do and, and vice versa. Uh, I think you're missing out in a great opportunity to mutually hold each other accountable and help each other out. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's two sides that there's the stepping in and helping others. And also when something, someone doesn't meet the expectations, um, even if it's a peer, you can hold them accountable to that as well. And part of that accountability might be describing for them the impact of by not delivering the time and by not informing me, here's how this impacts me, here's how this impacts the organization, here's what I want. So sometimes it's resetting accountabilities when stuff, stuff happens, but when stuff happens, be curious, um, uh, do some digging to find out what happened. And then maybe you need to reset accountability between each other uh, but often it's when you help them understand the impact of what they do on you, um, then that's all often a good way to um, discover and create shared accountability um, between two people. I loved it. Uh, I was, when I was back in the police, uh, near the end of my career, you'd work in, in investigative units where everybody was at least a supervisor. So you had supervisors supervising investigations. Sometimes it's just one of you, but the issues were so large and so complex that everybody that was an investigator was at least a supervisor. And I love sitting around, uh, you're kind of in a bullpen, nobody had an office. And you'd sit there and you, you know, you'd talk about your case and people would help you out and whatever. And just that mutual accountability, somebody you know, would say, well, I'm thinking about doing this. And somebody would go, listen, hang on, hang on for a second. We ran into that that situation a couple of investigations ago, and this is what happened. So what I suggest, what we learned, and, and you go back and forth. And so I found that environment very collegial, but also very helpful because, you know, you were going to step out and do something and it wasn't like it was something illegal, but there was just a better practice and how to accomplish something. And I love sitting around just, you know, you know, shooting, you know, talking and doing whatever. And you, you, you really did, in a very informal way, hold each other accountable for the way that you did you know, some very complex, important investigations. And that you know, sharing information back and forth really did produce a better product for everybody. Where if we were just sitting there with our heads down at the desk and never talked about what we were doing, never shared the responsibilities of what we were doing, you know, how would we all improve and, and benefit from the experience and knowledge of other people in the room? So I think, you know, having those conversations, uh, you know, inviting people into what you do to a certain extent, you know, we all have our own priorities, but I think that helps accountability as well. It, it creates a better product and, and just the way that we go about making those products. I agree. And you know what really helps that uh, create that kind of environment? I'm just about to do some work tomorrow. And I, last week I did some other work around this is really 
helping organizations define their core purpose. Why do they exist? What are they trying to do? What's their unique contribution? Whatever that, whatever that might be, whatever the role might be. And when you create that shared sense and, and help people connect to that, people become more accountable because they actually can see themselves in what they're trying to deliver as an organization or community or whatever it is. Uh, so it's, that is an, uh, you know, that's such an important aspect of it. Having that kind of shared purpose of why are we here? What are we doing? Uh, that just enhances that level of dialogue and input towards each other. So uh, accountability uh, can be enhanced through shared purpose and also shared commitments to that purpose. Yeah, that's cool. I really, really like that. Um, final thoughts? You know, again, I think accountability is, is, uh, is a word that can be very misinterpreted and misused, like we said at the beginning. And I think what, what again, is almost important in all of these things is to have that upfront dialogue around what does it mean to me in this particular situation, what does it look like for you? Uh, what does it look like for me? And how do we support each other based upon where we're at to get done what we need to do? And uh, if, you, if you have that upfront and then commit to when there is a gap, um, going back to that shared agreement, it is so much more powerful of, of helping each other and moving forward um, and, uh, and as a result, you will be clear on what you need to do to be successful and you'll feel more supportive in, uh, your, uh, journey towards delivering what you need to get delivered. I really like that. Uh, for me, it's, it's about relationship. Um, accountability is part of your relationship with other people. And that means, Sometimes uh, you have to listen to some constructive advice or criticism, but it's also, you know, if you're working for somebody and uh, the expectations aren't going to be met or you're experiencing some difficulties or whatever, it's so important to approach the person that you're responsible for because accountability means that as well. It really is this relationship. And, you know, there's, there's responsibilities on both sides of that equation. And I just think, you know, when you, uh, there's many different ways to talk about it as we've discussed today but one of the ways is take the word accountability out and just put in the word relationship and I think it gives it a, a different you might have a different view of it I just think it's so healthy to you know you are accountable we're all accountable to each other even in a situation like this where we're equals in this in this podcast production we're both accountable to each other and and it's it's a relationship and it's the only way that these types of things work whether you're working with a peer or you're working for somebody else or you have people working for you it's all about the relationship and uh, accountability um, is a huge huge part of that mm, i agree so uh we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful i hope we didn't offend anybody or make anybody really really angry at us but greg your philosophy yeah, we, uh, we always uh, end the podcast with a, a learning from an early coach and something that I try to provide as well in my coaching sessions of that. We, we hope that uh, what we talked about creates a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn uh, or a little bit of excitement and a little bit of a peeve. So what we mean by that is joy and excitement when you are heard something that you know you have put in practice and you have seen results and you're moving forward as you're growing as a leader or a team member. And churn 
and peeve is when you may have heard something that either uh, kind of makes you think I'm, I'm not really doing that well, or maybe something you might disagree with. Sit with it a bit, think about it, and key is what you learn from it. Whether or not you take it and do it uh, is, is up to you, but everything is worth reflection and learning, and that's what we hope. Uh, you'll have a little bit of both joy and churn as a result of our podcast. I love that. I love that philosophy. I didn't like it the first time I heard it, but it's really grown on me, Greg. So double call out again, Dublin, Ireland, welcome aboard. And I'm just scrolling down on my phone here because I wrote it down. I, now I can't find the piece of paper I wrote it down on. San Francisco, welcome aboard as well. We really thank all our listeners for supporting us and, and listening to us. And it's interesting to see where the numbers are growing. And uh, uh, unfortunately, the analytics are, are limited to 50 cities. So um, there's probably a whole bunch more, but uh, we're really, really thankful for all of you for listening to us on a weekly basis. Yeah, and it goes to show that really these conversations, these issues are universal uh, because it is about people. And it is about interacting between each other and it, we all have opportunities to grow and learn. And so we hope that this provides a, a little bit of that for everybody, but it's kind of cool that it's resonating, whether you are in Thailand, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in Ireland or whether you're in Canada, um, you know, and anywhere in the world, um, uh, it resonates because it's people and, and it is the workplace and we've all got lots to learn. And Columbus, you guys keep rocking. You are catching up to Oakville. So thank you very much as well. <laughs> Columbus. They're big on us, buddy. I don't know who's there. Uh, whoever's there. You know, I mean, if I don't know what it is, but uh, send us uh, an email at uh, talking.ranting uh, at gmail.com. Thank you very much. And folks, uh, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.